I am one. I, I, I am living the life I've always dreamed of. Simply by just loving myself and by loving myself, I can love you and I can love her and I can love him and I because you are me and I am you. We're one. Welcome to the third season of the Hardwood Podcast, a program dedicated to sharing ideas, thoughts, and voices of respected professionals in environmental studies that care about diversity, equity, and inclusion. They all have lived and work experiences to add to their outlook and understanding of diversity, equity, and inclusion. We here on the Hardwood Podcast are committed to sharing the voices of these individuals, as well as making space for others to ponder our dialogues. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Outstanding Hardwood Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Thomas Rashard Easley, AKA Rashard Ease, AKA Hip Hop Forrester, Assistant Dean of Community and Inclusion at the Yale School of the Environment. And on today's episode, I definitely have the pleasure, I gotta say pleasure first, because speaking to this brother is so relaxing and uplifting. And I'm speaking to none other than Marlon Davila, a beautiful person, outstanding artist, um, you know, representing, well, just beauty period, but, you know, in New Jersey in some positive, powerful ways and just, you know, like just doing this thing. Um, and uh, the other thing, everyone listening, is that this is our second time recording. And unfortunately, the first one uh, did not come out clear, but I could not let uh, a recording with the Sage not happen. I wasn't going to, we couldn't have that. We had to get them back on. And so I want to thank you, Marlon, for your time. Thank you for being with us. Uh, the Hardwood Podcast. Thank you for being with Yale. I just want to check in with you, brother. How you doing? I am doing great, man. It's so, I'm so grateful to be here. And I love having conversations with you because I feel like at home when I talk to you, I feel so comfortable. I do, and I thank you for that. And I thank you for giving me this opportunity to uh, share a little bit about myself and how I go about my journey in the art world and just stay focused and creative. Yes, well, you know, and and, and so thank you. I, I, I wanna start there because um, everyone, if you could see what I see, you'd be amazed at everything that's behind Marlon. There's so many amazing pieces and they're all his. And I really would like to, you know, go back, you know, like to a couple of questions from our first interview, you know, like just to bring everyone up to speed, you know, just to understand how amazing you are, you know, definitely in my opinion and of course other people's, who uh you know who uh search and find your work? Could you really kind of explain to us, you know, how you how your journey into art started? Because I know it didn't necessarily begin there. You know, from from last I recall, you know, it was uh, you know like there were other other uh you know happenings in life that led you you know to that and that helped you to you know to open up more everything from some things in school, some things in life, you know. So could you like you know take us through that journey of you know the artist in you? you know, um, taking hold of you? Oh my God. So as a little kid, you know, I was always ha had that inclination of, um, you know, staying in, in my bedroom and coloring books and just, I loved color, 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 color. And I could put like, the thing about it was that I could, uh, with like clothing, right? I could put pieces together, but colorful, like kind of creative wise. Mm -hmm. And people would always like notice it. So that whole thing, I always loved it, you know, but I, you know, 
in school, I loved art class, elementary school, high school. I just was weird, you know, I felt awkward. I was kind of like an awkward kid. So I focused on trying to not be awkward. And to me, I thought that if I was artsy, I would be kind of like weird. And I just wanted to fit in with a certain crowd, mm. you know? So mm -hmm. I let that go. And then, um, you know, went to college, went for fashion design. I thought that's what I wanted to be. Um, mm -hmm. That didn't work out. Uh, started working at Princeton University, took advantage of their programs where you can go back to school. Um, mm -hmm. I knew that I was artsy, so I was going for graphic design. Um, and I took some art classes. The instructor kind of saw something and suggested that I take a painting class. Mm. And I was like, no, 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 that's not a part of my curriculum. I'm taking graphic design. I don't need to take that a painting class. It was, I was fearful of it, to be honest with you, because it's a whole different ballgame. Mm -hmm. um, but man, I fell in love with it. I, I took his suggestion. I uh, took an art painting class and I fell in love with it completely. I, I knew I was, what, 36 years old? I knew then that I found what I've always been looking for. I, I, it just, I went to be back being that kid of coloring books, but this time it was on canvas and doing my own, you know, so I was good at drawing, so I would draw and then paint. You said something that just hit me. I'm so sorry. Like, I have to ask you about this, please. I, I, I'm not, I know I could, I'm so sorry, but you said I was afraid. And, and I really wanted, I want to ask you about that because I've noticed that the things in my life that I've been afraid to do, when I do them, I'm like, where you been my whole life? Like I was afraid of water. When I learned to swim, you can't get me out of water now. I mean, when I, when I went to Mexico for the first time, I got sick. I got the bench because I went 20 feet. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going down there. And when I came up, I was like, I shouldn't have gone down there, but I didn't drown. I was alive. <laughs> so I'm, and, I'm, and I, I really apologize, you know, for, for cutting you off. It's just that as I'm listening no, to you, no. I feel like you're speaking to something inside of me. Can you tell me what were you afraid of? You know, why were you scared? You know, it's like, no, graphic design. It, it just seemed like there was some vehement, like, no. If I could ask you that, if, I hope this when not you a, asking, a question. When you're asking me this, I guess subconsciously, mm -hmm. I knew that that was it. But, you know, because that is it, I was just so afraid to getting to that because I, when I paint, to be quite honest with you, yes. I keep reminding myself every time that I'm painting and I'm, you know, cause it's sometimes when I'm painting, I get anxious, I'm not gonna lie. And that's why I work with several pieces at the same time, because there's, you reach a moment where you're like, oh man, I'm fucking up, mm -hmm. right? You can't get it to what you want it to be. But sometimes it's showing you something else, you know, like maybe that mistake was supposed to be there. Maybe oh. that mistake looked like, look, is, is the beginning of something new. So, it just opens up like a can of worms. <laughs> so to the point of fear is, is just fearful of getting to that thing that you love so much. Every time I paint, I remind myself to give it love. And when I give it love, it just comes out. The colors just pop. The, you know, it's just, and I think that's relative to everything, everything in life. That's key. 
And that's what I found out through painting. Okay, if I'm you trying, give everything okay. love, it gives love right back to you. Okay, hold on. Okay, I'm trying to picture if I was in the studio with you and I'm looking at you getting ready to stroke something. And of course, I don't see a mistake, right? I'm just like, oh, that looks great. And then I can see you like, man. And the next thing I know, because based on what you just said, you was like, but that, because but you didn't call it a mistake. You said it could be an answer to something else. You know, it could be leading to some. Can you elaborate on that? Like, how can that be an answer? How can this be an answer to something else? You know, in, in your in in your art. Well, because okay, so here's the whole thing. When you go to school, you get trained to do a study, right? You do a study. You lay out. Uh, you're taught to lay out like the foundation of what the painting is going to be, mm. and you know it's very technical. It's and I hate I hate that because when you're technical, it's very structured. There's no free strokes. Right. You can't allow for other things to happen. So when you don't do a study, it's just you that paintbrush and the paints just collaborating per se together to come up with something it's an energy it's an energy it's an energy it's an energy Not and that energy mm -hmm. has always looked out for my best interest even as a little kid i went through a lot of trauma as a little at seven years old seven is my favorite number Okay. Okay. Seven is my favorite number. It always has been. But at seven years old, I had the most beautiful things happen to me and the most horrific things that a seven year old could ever go through. Mm. And through all that, that energy has always kind of like helped me surpass those tragic or horrific moments in life. And thankfully, I don't know, it's always been so beautiful that I now looking back at it, um, it, uh, you know, I always found the beauty in the ugly. Whatever situation you are in, there's always that flip side. And you can turn it. You can turn that, you can flip that coin. Mm -hmm. it's, it's so hard, but you can do it. I, I, I have a perfect example. So we're gonna go see a show, like a kind of like a my husband and, and our friends, we're gonna go as a group, we're gonna go see uh, like a cabaret kind of show, right? All right. Mm -hmm. And um, so we had, you know, we, it was planned out like several months before. So I was like, you know what? Um, I'm a full-time artist, uh, I'm gonna, you know, do a, a portrait of this person and I want to give it to, to this person mm -hmm. after the show. Mm -hmm. And I worked on it so hard and I was very proud of it. I was happy with it. I had it like sitting here waiting for that day. You know, I finished mm -hmm. it like a week before or whatever. It was drying and then I dropped something on it and it pokes a hole. So that whole plan was like, it was done. It was like, I can't give this painting to this person anymore. Wow. And 
gotta remember to breathe. You breathe, and then you 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 take away every because you know right away you want to take control of the situation. You can't sometimes you just can't. So if I added a thick amount of paint over it, over the hole, it was small enough that I could do that. Um, wow. Just let it dry and boom, made it work. But just simply by letting go. By letting go. Letting go and then boom, boom, ideas start shooting in your head. We're like computers. Yeah. We are. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute, but we're computers that are moved by energy. By an, a conscientious energy, yes. Okay, so I'm thinking about the environment right now. Yes. I'm, I'm, ta- I'm taking, try, I'm trying to take some wisdom from what you said and bringing it into the environment. You know, climate change is real and we're trying to think about how do we address this? How do we rectify this? Or in some cases, reverse it, basically. And I, you know, what I don't hear I, your approach to your art, which I think to life, is something that I don't hear when we talk about the environment. Everything is so controlled. You know, it's like, oh, how can we, you know, you know, impact water this way? How, how can we impact the soil this way? And there's a part of me that feels like in this hour over engagement that's contributed to why I was asking these questions. I'd like to ask you, you know, as as an artist who. I remember last time we were sharing crystals and stuff. Man, I had, I thought I had one around. I was going to pull it out, you know, but as someone who, you know, also recognizes the elements, you know, how do you, you, (laughs) and that's quartz, right? It's quartz, right? Rose quartz. Can you, okay, I'm glad you pulled it out because I definitely would like to ask you about that yet again. But, you know, can, can you take the same approach that you just took with the art piece or what happened? And can you maybe like glean and share some wisdom with us as like we're engaging with the outdoors as you know, someone who loves Mother Earth? So the thing about it is that Mother Earth is obviously full of wisdom, right? So, you know, if you build a connection, just like you have a connection with your pet, I mean, you know, your siblings, your mother, your, I look at Earth, Mother Earth, I feel like she's always birthing. Well, I don't feel, I know she is. Mm. So what happens with the tree? A tree, right? It blossoms and then it, you know, fruits and then it falls to the ground. And then what happens? The cycle, it's just so beautiful. It goes to earth, right? And then it it becomes rotted. And then after that rot, then there's some kind of mushroom microbes growing out of it. Some other type of life is kicking in. It's always doing that. And I noticed it so much with my, because I have outdoor cats and these creatures are just so like free spirited. They're very in tune with nature. Hmm. And that's- Can you explain that a little bit to me? Like they know that their hearing is so much better. So they, when they hear something, they right away know like, and we can't hear it. Or, and, and then, and then I'm like, okay, what did they hear? Maybe it's an animal coming. Nope. It's wind. It's a gush of wind that, that came through. Got you. Okay. Got it. (laughs) Got it. 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 So there's so much to be learned from nature and, you know, from the trees. I mean, it's just so beautiful, you know, and if, if you, uh, if you tend to like open the eyes and like kind of take the veil off, you know, we can 
see how beautiful life is and um, make it beautiful. And the bad things that ha that happen to me are only a reflection of how bad it can get if you know you allow it to. And I think because of those bad things, I am a compassionate person, and I don't. They taught me a lot to be compassionate to um, other people, spread love, you know, break that chain, break that chain that has been tying us for so long. Our grandparents have, you know, they've suffered so much and we carry that because we're part of them. We're them. That's right. That's right. We are them. So mm -hmm. our generation, we're here to break those chains. We're here to uplift each other. We are here to spread love. We are here to learn from nature, eat organic foods, whatever we put inside. You know, it, it's it's relative to how we feel. You know, a lot. You see a lot of bitter, mm. and you. I don't know if you've ever paid attention, but pay attention whenever you're out in the public. Okay. People are just like robots. You know. And you can see the fear in the eyes, you know? And, you know, what are you eating? You know, all these foods. I mean, it's just so crazy how, I mean, in my family, Doritos was a big, big thing. <laughs> we always had a bag of Doritos at the house. There was always yeah. a bag of Doritos at the house. It was something to have for snacks mm -hmm. or drinks. The high seas are full of sugar, you know, and full of like chemicals that are so bad for us. So, you know, we're not supposed to be eating that. We're supposed to be eating the fruits of nature, of earth, mm -hmm. organics. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's why our lives are so like, we feel like so like in pain or miserable and uh, full of rage. And sensitive to everything. Always getting offended for everything. Why? Even the weather, they, they, they get mad at the weather. No. It's raining for a reason. Yes, it's cloudy, but the plants need water for us to enjoy or add, you know, the, the oceans. We got to take care of the oceans. We got to give them love. The rivers, right? Right. <laughs> then the, the ocean, right? Oh my God, the ocean is such a big topic. Like overfishing. Do we really like, I mean, cows, right? I, I necessarily, right? Did not stop eating beef because I wanted to be a vegetarian or did, I just started listening to my body. And it wasn't sitting well. Hmm. It was not sitting well. Okay. And I used to be the type of person that, you know, as a younger person, I lived that, you know, with my mother or whatever, and whatever she cooked. And sometimes she would cook a vegetarian meal. You know, I'd be so livid. How I, you know, I needed to have that red meat. Hmm. Um, anyhow. I've just found out so much. Like I stopped eating because it just was, you know, I was self-conscious of what my body was telling me. Mm -hmm. And every time mm -hmm. I, I ate beef, it made me feel heavy. Yep. It made me feel, I don't know. I didn't like the flavor in my mouth. 
I, I, need, I, I always felt that need to go rinse and it's just very gamey. And I never used to feel that way, but that's why I stopped eating. And then as, you know, my whole spiritual, you know, taking care of myself, meditating, get to know my body better. I start figuring out all these little like things of, you know, how the cows are mass produced and how the tr they're, you know, chopping down the trees just to have more farmland for these cows. And then they have to like milk. Milk is another thing, mm -hmm. right? Every time we drink milk, right? How many people drink milk? Millions. They have to impregnate the cow. Mm -hmm. There's just a lot of bad things that are happening. And that's why you see so many mad people in this world. I feel like you just gave me so many answers. <laughs> the questions I didn't even know I had, but, I, but then I, I knew that I had them. I mean, because you, to me, like, you know, it's like I feel at peace, you know, like as I'm listening to you, you know, talking to you, looking at you. And then, and I'm a vegetarian myself, you know. Oh, you are? Yes. And I became a vegetarian initially. I, to to talk, talk about pain. Check this out. I became a vegetarian really because I saw a friend of mine who used to be a big person when I got to grad school. I saw him and he had lost all his weight. And I was really, you know, self-conscious. Well, I'm true. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. I am always self-conscious. But I was like, <laughs> you know, so, you know, people say that like, it's a negative thing. No, but I had negative, you know, negative self-perspective. So I'm looking at him and I'm like, hey, how'd you do that? You know, and he said I became a vegetarian. And Marlon, I immediately, it, it, it was cold turkey. <laughs> pun intended stop eating turkey too and i like stopped and uh you know for about six months i went vegan i didn't really know necessarily what i was doing you know i saw a little change here and there here's what here's the reason why i kept going at first it was because of the attention that i got you know it, it changed i was like the, the guy who wanted to be noticed now oh now i'm being noticed you know the people who told me no are now telling me yes without me asking uh, per se you know by the way i'm like what's going on what changed because i still feel here's a part that's interesting the department i was like i still feel like crap so even though like some things are changing i was like i feel like crap this person wants to talk to me why why do they want to talk to me so my head and heart was in a different place you know just say fast forward now and but it's not about my look you know even though i think i'm a He's looking a good looking person, but it's more about how I feel, you know. Right. So now I'm like, hmm. I can snack on that Girl Scout cookie, which I, I ain't gonna lie, I did. I did one time recently. I was like, I can snack on that, or I could go get the celery. And when I eat the celery, I'm like, I noticed that different things happen. Like, if I had a wound or something, my body starts healing. Like, I literally had a wound on me that I had for weeks. I ate celery, it was gone the next day. Like, for real, it was gone the next day. You see like, how magical that is, though? That's like magic. To me, that's magic. Yeah. yeah. And so I think that my energy, you know, it continues to be impacted and shift at times, but my focus changed. I think that when my focus changed, in a way my energy changed, or maybe the energy changed, then my focus changed. But I stopped focusing on how people saw me on the outside, and I started really paying attention to what I felt like on the inside. And I was like, well, and then I noticed that if I feel good, even when bad things are going on, I either will do good or it helps other people to feel good, you know? So I, so I work now, I'm intentional, you know, about, 
like like I said, the reason I can say what I said about the Girl Scout cookies because I'll I'll be honest, I was grieving, you know, because of uh, you know, I told you know before we started, you know, that we recently lost a student, and I'm up to two in the morning eating. But as I'm eating, I'm aware of what's happening. Oh no, I'm aware. I'm like, I'm gonna eat six of these cookies. I'm really gonna need to at least work out four to five minutes tomorrow to get rid of this. And I really don't need to eat again until I'm hungry. And I'm gonna have to drink water all day. And I woke up this morning feeling like crap, like, ah, I, I'm aching, you see, because I'm like, I'm eating things I'm not supposed to, okay? And when I worked out, I was like, you know, before I get on this call, let's do 16 minutes. Let's, let's do some jump over real quick. And I'm talking about, okay, right? <laughs> as I'm sweating, it's leaving me. I'm like, yeah. And, and so <laughs> I just wanna say, I appreciate you for saying that because the way you explained it, you explained my journey to me. And why and how how transformations you know can can happen or I would say should happen because you're speaking through love. Can you talk some more about that? About I mean, I mean, like you have a different outlook. You said the the trauma that happened to me helps me to be compassionate. So because I was able to feel so much pain. I'm also able to see what it feels not like I, it made me want to not feel that to earn. Like I wanted to learn how to feel the opposite of pain. Pain teaches you so much. Pain teaches you what you want in your life and what you don't want in your life. It helps you grow too. It helps you grow and be a wise person. I feel because of that pain and because I was able to surpass that pain and forgive the person that gave me all these harmful things to me at a, such a young age, I was able to get to a level of seeing where this person was coming from because this person received that type of treatment as well when they were at a certain Vulnerable age. It's about breaking that chain, giving it love that it needs, you know. You know, but all of that, I think, comes easier into play if you take care of yourself, if you eat right. If you, you know, all those foods that you're putting into your body, they're organics, they're just like super foods. They really give you information on how, I mean, if you think about it, man, how does it grow from the ground? So many medicinal plants, man, that we don't know of. And we need to start learning how to nourish and take care of ourselves and learn from these beautiful plants that have so much to give. Mm -hmm. And in return, it makes us want to get back to, you know, the earth. Okay. Then I want to ask you about something, you know, um, you know, because I, sure, I feel like this. Hey, I, I feel safe, you know, uh, you know, talking, you know, talking with you. I recognize that many times when I'm talking to people, it's not that I don't feel safe, but I notice that I don't. It's like I don't wait for someone else to help me to feel safe. I work to be safe when I go into a place, which helps me then to understand at times when I'm not safe. If that makes sense, you know, it's like. I don't walk in thinking that I'm unsafe. So then I walk in to, you know, like really to love and to, you know, feel. But then sometimes when I, 
I can feel when something's not right. I'm like, wait a minute, hold up. Everybody's energy isn't isn't moving in the same direction. Oh, so, so, so something's happening. But when I'm talking to you, I feel like, whoo, I gotta, I'm gonna keep following the coattail. Okay, I'm, I'm going. And I wanna ask you about- It's you contagious. Know, uh, yeah, it is contagious. That's why I'm like, I wanna keep going. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep running this way. You know, how, how, how does one get to a place of embracing forgiveness? Uh, because like you said, pain teaches you a lot. Pain also teaches you wisdom, you know, but how do you get to that? Because sometimes people get stuck in the pain and stay. I'll tell you this much. I'll tell you this much. So it's all about knowing yourself, right? And knowing what feels good, what doesn't feel good. There's always that energy, that energy that, remember I told you that is guiding you. There's a guiding system and that is your in, inside of you. That inner voice, that inner voice is that you know that always looking out for you because there is yeah. that inner voice. It's your mm -hmm. higher self. Mm -hmm. If you listen to it, it guides you. And how does it guide you? By meditation. So if you meditate and you sit, start with nine minutes, right? Hmm. Nine minutes yeah. every day. Try to, you know, clear those thoughts, invasive thoughts that kick in because the brain is something else. It's always trying to think of something. It's always plotting a movie. It's always thinking the past or the, the future. It's about being in the present, practicing being in the present moment, not the future, not what happened yesterday or a month before, but right here, right now. And if you sit still, at least nine minutes, you can do that. You start hearing something. You start hearing you guiding system. It starts guiding. It starts showing you what you need to work on. So your shadows, right? Prior to me being this way and having forgiveness, I had to deal with those trapped emotions. Mm. Face to face. And it was not pretty. It's not, right? It's something that has had been pushed for many years but once you make peace with it and you deal with it you cry it out you cry out everything you purge whatever you need to do get it out get it out and then you cleanse yourself you come to that moment where you're like okay i got rid of trapped emotions it's about getting rid of trapped emotions and once you start getting rid of your trapped emotions that have been haunting you for or been suppressed and have been making you feel, I guess, a certain type of way, it's just, you start feel, feeling lighter. Um, and the lighter you are, the easier it is to hear that guiding force. Like when I'm painting, right? I love mm -hmm. that connection. So I don't want to lose that. So that's why I'm like such in such in love with it because when I paint, it can be like, I, I receive like, it's a, like a little play, you know, with an energy that guides me. And I'm not planning anything. It's just coming to be. You know, the thing I enjoy about talking with you is when we get to the silent part of the pauses. And then if you say something, I go, uh-huh, okay, you know. <laughs> but I don't feel like I have to rush this. I have to push this. It's more like I can enjoy this and take this in. 
and let it feed me, you know, and let it teach me. Just like what you said, what the food from the earth does. It feeds you, then it teaches you, and then it cleanses you. <laughs> or maybe it's doing it all at the same time. You know, I feel like I'm getting, but I feel like this session is, this, this our, our time together right now, it feels, even though it wasn't the intent, but it's almost, it, it feels more so like therapy. As I'm, you know, like talking to you, you know, because, uh, you know, um, I, I'm, I'm often, ooh, wait a minute, wait, 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 here's what's fascinating. I just recently talked to someone from Princeton and that conversation was very um, uplifting, very uplifting. And now I'm talking to you, um, a person who, you know, is um, connected to Princeton and, and I really, really just want, I, I have to thank you, you know, because I, did, I didn't expect what happened to happen, which is like a release, an uplift, um, like a breath of fresh air, you know, and, um, and we definitely need it on this time. I mean, it's a new year. I know we greeted each other with a happy new year when we started. And, um, and I do think great and good things are, are coming, you know, here in 2021. And, um, and while I'm in the present, I want to also respect your time. I'm looking at our time. I want to ask you maybe just one last thing. And this, if there's one last thing that you can have that can help people uh, get more in the flow of what's going on around them get more in the flow with it take the energy use it use it to benefit you and then benefit others and, and any last you know uh, great words of consciousness you can so um share with me <laughs> <laughs> so i feel that all superhumans and that uh we can achieve anything and everything we want to achieve in this lifetime we are here to be playful we are here to live our best life. We are not here to be miserable. And yes, things do happen, but if we are able to surpass, work with it, forgive, move on, and learn mm -hmm. from the lesson, I mean, seriously, there's so many people that are living this life right now and uh, I am one. I, I, I am living the life I've always dreamed of. Simply by just loving myself. And by loving myself, I can love you. And I can love her. And I can love him. And Because you are me. And I am you. We're one. We're one. So whatever I do to myself to take care of myself, mm -hmm. I'll do to you because you are me. If I love myself, I'm going to love you. I'm going to treat you like I would treat me. You know, accepting myself was really, you know, I'm still a work in progress. I'm, you know, we're all work in progress, but it's, you know, about like, you know, I'm five, four and, uh, you know, I, I wanted to be taller and um, I, you know what? No, that's not who I am. This is five, four, 
my brown skin, brown, brown eyes. It's who I am and I love myself. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, I have to treat it like, you know, I don't know, just with love. God has shown me that. And that's why I want to do that. That energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Marla, I have to thank you because you have helped me re-energize myself. You have helped me to, uh, you know, because it was, it's definitely, you know, like a tough morning, you know, it's been the last past, you know, past couple of days, but this conversation has made that tough and it's turned into lightness. And I'm going to work more today intentionally. Matter of fact, when I get, when I, before my, cause I have another meeting coming up before that, I'm going to sit here for at least six minutes. At least six. I'm gonna. I'm, I meditate every day, but I'm gonna do it specifically because of the wisdom I just got here. And I'm. Gonna, and I mean, do it for nine minutes, and then go. You know, go. Um, you know, have what I may ask them to do is let, let us all do that. You know. You know. Here's what's. Wait a minute. Here's what's fascinating. Last year, when all of the bad things happened around George Floyd, you had a lot of people doing silent moments for like eight minutes and forty six seconds, but no one was med. I didn't hear a lot of messages about meditating for that long. You know, it was more like stay and deal with the pain versus wait a minute. But how else can that time be used? How, how, how else can we actually give breath back to the earth that was taken? How else can we maybe ascend life and light and not because people are deserving in the sense of they've done something bad, but because, like you said, I am you and you and me. So how do we do that? Because it's the same love that I would want even to those officers who did such a tragic thing, not saying that they shouldn't pay for what they did because I'm not saying that but like you said I don't want to harness and hold that anger inside of me because it can develop cancer in me it can develop sickness in me and sometimes these people do things because they're just like so filled with they're just you know they they lack love Mm -hmm. they lack love you know and and I feel that it all starts with us you know individually Mm -hmm. Just loving ourselves, pampering ourselves. If we need a break, we take that break. You know, um, mm-hmm. I I just feel that you know seriously. I feel that you know that's the key to uh, getting, you know the you know the earth working with you know coinciding with the you know the human race. You know, it's mm-hmm. you know we lack. We we need more love, and you know. I feel that, okay, so my world is the reflection of what my insides are, how I am on the inside. Ooh. Ooh. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. Oh, I do. That's where love comes. So you want your heaven mm-hmm. take care of the inside. Love yourself and your life will be heaven. You want your life to be hell? Then think the opposite, and you will see hell. <laughs> yes, that's all true. See heaven, you'll get heaven. See hell, your life will be here. That is so true. Mm. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah, my brother. I mean, I am. This is a blessing. 
this wasn't just a, a pleasure and honor. This is a blessing. You know, this 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 this, this has helped open my eyes to some more possibilities and to more love and to more energy and to uh and to more heaven. Yes, yes, I'm telling I'm using that to more heaven. Absolutely, to more heaven, man. Yeah, I'm down for that. <laughs> yes, I'm down for that. I'm down for more heaven. Yes. Wow. Well, Marla, I want to thank you. I, I thank you. Thank you so much. You know, thank you for for being uh you know being 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 a beacon you know of the energy exactly that you're talking about and for also being so open and being um you know willing to whether it was intentional or unintentional it helped me you know to through you know like during this time you know because uh I, you know i definitely needed it and you know and love came through you and um and i and i and i hope that our podcast episode especially but podcast period can give some more love like make continue to add more love space uh you know so that people can feel safe feel embraced and then they can then turn around and then help other people to feel safe and help other people to feel embraced and then we get back to a point you know like a domino effect like just a domino get that effect. going just get it going yep we all just keep embracing each other just look at it keep going around you know or up and down like everything so yeah thank you and say everyone who's listening, we are very fortunate to have this outstanding human being, artist, a person, you know, on. And we just ask that you take this episode. And I'm going to say use this episode. Use it. You know, don't just listen to it, but, you know, use it because it's going to be out here in the world now from here on out. If you feel down, if you're feeling like you can't breathe, if you're feeling like you're going through hell, play this episode. Let's listen to the love child. Play this one right here. You know, let let Marlon come come through. You know, or let the love in Marlon come through because the love in Marlon is the same love that's in you, and that's what Marlon's trying to get us to understand. We are connected, so let's use it. I'm definitely going to use it, my brother. You got me. To everyone else, until next time. This is Hardwood signing off. Doctor Easley, peace. The Hardwood Podcast is a production of the Yale School of the Environment in New Haven, Connecticut. Our producer is Nadine Damien, a joint degree master's student between the Yale School of the Environment and the Yale Graduate School of Arts and Sciences, pursuing degrees in environmental management and international and development economics. I am Dr. Thomas Rashad Easley, and we'll see you next time.